Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Mr. Fryer, let's go. Lawrence Holmes, noon to two on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Previously on the Lawrence Holmes Show. There's part of me that's like I should not be supporting MLB Network until this thing is done so i do jump over to the sec network if i do want to get my college baseball fixed now like you heard in that soundbite over the last what decade or so maybe even 15 years or so different alloy bats that are happening so you're not getting the old ping that you used to get when i was playing which is the joy like hearing that ping is, is pretty awesome you don't really get that now what's the noise again that's what you get. Well, you used to get. You don't get it anymore. Now the bats are deadened because, you know, you don't want someone to get hurt. And the action off of those old bats that I was using back in the 90s, my goodness. I'm glad that they've gone in this direction. I get that it, it would probably be cost prohibitive to do wood bats, but still. Although, no, I mean, with the way that these, how much these bats cost. I don't know. Maybe it wouldn't be. I'll ask the people at home with bats about that at some point. Make me a bicycle, clown! Even with all that action in the bat, I only hit two home runs in college. Oh, my goodness gracious. Still hit 375, though. Base drop! Welcome in. My name is Lawrence Holmes, and I'm here with you until 2 o'clock. Here's what we have planned for you on the show today. Jared Greenberg of NBA on TNT and NBA TV is going to join me. We are going to talk with him about what else? Your Chicago Bulls. They get ready for a game against Atlanta. Have, have the Bulls been on South Beach this whole time? Did they come home? I really hope they weren't on South Beach the whole time. I mean, I hope they were for them because that would be a great life, but also probably bad in preparation for playing basketball games. It's a clear advantage that the Miami Heat have. So we're going to talk with Jared about the Bulls. I want to talk a lot about what happened yesterday with MLB and MLBPA not being able to come to an agreement. None of us are shocked. They can't go back to the negotiating table until tomorrow on the subject, and that means that 
that there's no first week of baseball that MLB has canceled. And keep in mind, they canceled it. MLB, Major League Baseball canceled it. The players didn't. That They canceled the first two series of the season. Evan Altman is going to talk with me about this on a Wu-Tang Wednesday here on The Score. Wu-Tang is for the children. Lawrence Holmes, noon to two on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. The calendar dictates that we're not going to be able to play the first two series of the regular season, and those games are officially canceled. We're prepared to continue negotiations. We've been informed that the MLBPA is headed back to New York, meaning that no agreement is possible until at least Thursday. As such, camps could not meaningfully operate until at least March 8th, leaving only 23 days before the scheduled opening day. Yeah, the calendar dictates it, but you also wasted 43 days from the time you declared the lockout to your first negotiating session with the Players Association. So don't come crying to me as a baseball fan about the schedule because you were the one who dictated it. That was Rob Manfred making his case. We'll hear more from Rob coming up a little bit later on in the show. But now we're going to talk with our buddy Evan Altman, who is the editor-in-chief of Cubs Insider. He's great, and he's perfect for Wu-Tang Wednesday. He joins me on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline. (laughs) Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas has the world's greatest sports book. Trust me. Go there. You'll have a great time. Place your bets. Hang out. Buy the pool. It's a fantastic thing. Evan, I saw your, your... thread on twitter i'm just gonna lay out here and you let me know how you feel about what happened yesterday who um i would say i am mildly displeased um to put it i don't know let's if i'm being judicious uh but no i mean i i think as as a fan i'm incredibly upset uh by just the fact that there's no baseball but i think the tone with which the league, whether that be Rob Manfred, whether you want to say the owners, however you want to kind of categorize that particular boogeyman, uh, the the tenor of their comments or the commissioner's comments following just added so much insult to the injury because it, it sort of felt like, like, look, at this point, people know what a lot of these facts are. And it's one thing to lie if we don't really have any basis to kind of come back and, and uh, contradict what you're saying. But, like, saying the league has had trouble with revenue the last five years? I mean, come on. But like, saying, oh, boy, we just couldn't come to an agreement. We didn't have enough time. When, as you just referenced, they waited six weeks until after a defensive lockout. They call it defensive. It was actually proactive, so it would be offensive. It's just the lies are what really bother me on top of all this stuff. It just feels like one of these things where they've stolen baseball from us and I don't know how we get it back. And and it's it's weird because like like I was saying in in transition, 102 million dollars of profit for Atlanta. And that was more than a a non-covid season of baseball. Like 2020 and 2021 each had issues of covid where fans weren't in full capacity for all of the season. So you have all of this stuff And you still came out with profit. And the way that Rob Manfred talks about owning a team, that's where where you point out, like, the lie of it, the the lie that owning a team isn't profitable. Like, it's 
it's I know that we live in an era now, Evan, where people do like to dispute facts, but everyone can kind of look at it and be like, well, wait a minute. If owning a baseball team wasn't profitable, then why do you own one? Yeah, and and why are why are values going up? Why are people buying into this? Why would someone and, and there is a certain point, I guess, where you have so much money that you can just mess around with it, you know, like I would buy a pair of shoes. Steve Cohen could buy the Mets, right? Like that's <laughs> that would be a pair of J's for me. For him, it's a baseball team. Big deal, right? It doesn't doesn't matter. What's three billion dollars to a guy with twenty? But these people are and I don't I don't necessarily want to call them smart, but they, they want to make more money. Right. Billionaires aren't in the game to just be like, oh, you know what? I'd I'd like to throw this money away. I would love to throw my money into a hole, just, uh, you know, buy a a terrible house in a bad neighborhood and just watch it depreciate over time. No, they I mean, they are purchasing this. and, And I think that's part of it, too. You know, you reference the Braves. And I do think that there is annual profitability and there's certainly some very creative accounting going on. To, to show that maybe they're losing money on, on certain points of the ledger. But I think overall it ends up being profitable. But the ultimate goal is, is similar to buying real estate in any other uh, form of, of kind of uh, whether it be stocks or what have you. It's not about the, the annual gain or loss. It's what does, how does that asset appreciate and, and how does that grow over time? Because with such a large investment like that, you're really not doing it just for the annual profits and losses. It's the overall investment. And for most of these, they've seen a tremendous increase in, in value. Even the Cubs, for instance, you know, in a, in a COVID-shortened year where they talked about biblical losses, the franchise value increased by 5%. When we're talking about a $3 billion investment, 5% is kind of a lot. So, uh, you know, it's, there's a lot of different words being thrown around, a lot of rhetoric, a lot of semantics. But I think at the end of the day, we can all be pretty sure that, that these folks are all doing okay. It's a pretty robust industry for them. And uh, but they would have you believe otherwise. So I guess it depends on what you want to take as fact. What do you think happens now? Who, you know, I mean, I know they've said they they want to meet up in in New York again. But I I think the difficult part now is that prior to, you know, whatever the deadline, however serious we want to call that, if that has passed and they've already moved to the point of canceling games, then the real urgency is gone now. You know, we, we've already crossed the Rubicon, so to speak, and there, there's nothing really to save uh, because the owners are a little bit more concerned. You know, the regular season, the, the broadcast rights they make uh, for those games, especially early, pale in comparison to what they get for the postseason. So they've already said they were willing to sacrifice a month. The players, I think, now are at the point where it's like, okay, you've already said you're going to cancel games. Well, then you know we're we're going to have to be even more united because that quote unquote last and best offer uh, didn't even include any increases to the competitive balance tax threshold in the first three seasons. I mean that's that's laughable. So they're saying you know the owners remain unserious, so we're going to have to fight this even harder. And it, it, it feels as if both sides kind of maybe they came out of their trenches in no man's land for a while, and now they've retreated back to them. I don't know what it takes to get this done, but it, it sure feels like they're further apart now than what they were a couple days ago. Evan Altman, the editor-in-chief of Cubs Insider, joining me here on The Score. How do you feel? Because I know that the, that you covering the minor leagues is like a big deal. Like, that's what Cubs Insider does. Like, you get to a lot of these players before they get to the major leagues. Like, you're doing 
breakdowns of stuff. I, I'm not sure how to feel about covering minor league stuff. I literally just got an email from the White Sox about minor league video. And, and there's a part of me that's like, that's great and all, but you guys seem to have a much bigger problem. And I don't want to treat them and, and minor league spring training as a, a stopgap for me as a baseball fan. I've gone to other ways, but I, I'm just curious on on what you'll end up doing with there not being games, at least we know for the first week of, of the season. Yeah, you know, it's it's kind of a difficult play because there's, you know, I mean, there is a vacuum that's there and, and to some extent something has to fill it. But I but I, I want to be careful with that, too, because I, I don't want to, first of all, I don't want to look at those minor league players and, and organizations as filler for that vacuum. You know, I, I do want that to still stand alone and, and for them to stand alone. I, I think it's important to continue to bring those guys to light because there's a lot of them, you know, and, and the ones we'll hear the most about, certainly, whether it be the, the top draft picks or the guys the Cubs traded for, you know, uh, highly rated prospects, things like that. But one of the things I've always enjoyed about it is writing about or interviewing the guys who maybe have a little bit of a different story, you know, who got drafted later on, who signed as undrafted free agents, who sort of burst on the scene out of nowhere and to then follow that journey. I mean, it's one of the, one of the coolest things was being able to, I saw Scott Efrost pitch for the Indiana Hoosiers in the college world series, right? He was a teammate of Kyle Schwarber's then he's drafted by the Cubs and I was able to follow that and do, uh, be interviews or write-ups on him at every stop of the way until he made his major league debut last year. And something like that is really cool to me because for myself and I, I would hope for our readers, there's an investment in some of these guys. So when they finally do make it to the majors, you feel that you are a little bit more connected to them. So I still think there's a, I feel a duty to kind of cover those guys and to continue to bring out those stories. But at the same time, I want to make sure that that stays separate and that we're not just doing that as, hey, this is a replacement. You know, like these are scabs or something like that for for the lockout uh, that's happening right now. So as long as we can keep elevating those guys and put it in the right perspective, uh, I'm, I'm all for it. You can follow Evan on Twitter at D Evan Altman. You should be. and You should check out Cubs Insider. It's great. Sir, as always, I appreciate your time. Thanks for kicking off our inaugural Wu-Tang Wednesday. Hey, I'm I'm glad to do it, and uh, you know, anytime you need me back on, I will. Uh, hopefully, we'll do it when there's actual baseball going on, and then we can talk about something a little bit more substantive. All right, well, here's how I look at it: I win either way because either I bring you back on, and we only talk about Wu Tang because there is no Major League Baseball, or I invite you back on, and we talk about baseball because there is baseball. So it's a win-win for me. I yeah, I consider that the same thing. We're both batting a thousand. I dig it. That's my man, Evan Altman. Check him out at Cubs Insider and follow him on Twitter at D Evan Altman. We need to take a break. Yesterday I was driving around as the news broke and I heard some really smart and, and conscientious stuff that I think every baseball fan will be able to relate to, but specifically White Sox fans. I will share that with you next here on The Score. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast baseball is back and so is mlb.tv watch every out-of-market regular season game on your favorite streaming devices anywhere anytime all season long follow the action live or on demand Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Lawrence Holmes, noon to two on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Bong, bong. Thanks so much for hanging out here with me. I'm Lawrence Holmes here with you until 2 o'clock. This is going to sound like straw man stuff, but it isn't. This actually happened to me. Yesterday I was recording the podcast in the same space that I'm in now. Uh, if you're on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Chicago670thescore, we moved the Hyundai Score Studios to Hyde Park. And I was looking out the window while I was recording the podcast with Lavelle Neal, which is really amazing. He writes for Star Tribune and... And he's from Chicago. We had a great conversation. So it'll be coming up in a couple of weeks on House of L. I look outside and one of my neighbors is out playing catch with his son. And they had just gotten, I went out and I said, hey, you know, because I saw his daughter out there too. And I'm like, oh, you got two ball players. That's good. He's like, yeah, we just got the new glove today. And I, there was the juxtaposition of seeing someone's, love of baseball kind of be born and nourished with looking at my television and seeing that the first two series of the season have been canceled 
because of arbitrary deadlining and a lack of good faith negotiation by the, the owners. And then seeing the press conferences and then scrambling to try to figure out if we were going to be able to see what the players had to say. And the Sky Network luckily had the, the press conference. I was like, oh, okay, well, this is about what I expected because if you've been listening to the show, I've been trying to tell you the owners don't want to play the first month. And now they are there hurtling towards that being the case. Since it was a breaking news story, I do what I usually do. I turned on the score to see what, what Danny and Speegs were talking about, Speegs especially, because this this hits him harder than it hits Danny. But there's two other people on that staff, on that show. It hits hard. Shane and Tanny are both huge White Sox fans. And I know that they had talked to Ryan McGuffey, and I had had a similar conversation with Guff a few weeks ago on the podcast where we were talking about how, for White Sox fans in particular, obviously this is horrible for everybody, but for White Sox fans in particular that it feels even somehow worse because of where the White Sox are in their horizon. Like, you don't want to waste any time or any games, and you're dealing with the pandemic, and you're, you're dealing with now a work stoppage, and we saw this before. Chris Tannehill, who doesn't do, like, long-form stuff when he cracks a mic. Usually he, he's, he's like a sniper. He pops in and he pops out with great content. But he cares quite a bit about baseball and the White Sox. And I want you to listen to not just his words, but his tone when talking about how this feels and how it felt inevitable. On the heels, you know, of 1994 when they were – the best team in the American League. Which, and honestly, was... I, I'm 11 years old that year, and this yeah. is why this is not surprising to me. It's why it can't hurt any more today than it did that day. That's that's its own kind of fatalistic poison that I don't think I give enough credit to when discussing the mindset of White Sox fans. Because it's not like you have a legacy of losing like Cubs did before 2016 or something like that. But talk about being the best team of the game and having it taken away from you when you are a kid of a certain age. That'll leave a mark. Yeah, and it's something that you don't really quite realize until something like this happens. And I see a lot of my friends online today, and you see callers and texters who are really upset. And they've got an exciting baseball team to root for this year, and they just can't. They just can't come to grips with what's happening. I'm like, well, you haven't been paying attention. I'm sorry. <laughs> the 2020, what happened when the, when the country basically, you know, was relying on the sport to get back going again, and it was the one sport you could play where we thought it could work, that we it would be the, the first to succeed because of the natural yeah, they blew it. The, the nature of the game, and, and, you know, oh, you know, you could play it outdoors, and it's not really contact sport. And then they just sat there for weeks and weeks and weeks, and this – Everything you need to know about these negotiations, they told you two years ago around this time. They don't care if they miss games. They don't God. care. You're, you're, you know, you, you buy a, tickets to a weekend series to, for, for opening weekend. They don't care about that. Right. It, it means <laughs> nothing to them. So, like, when you, people that are so outraged today that, oh, uh, you know, uh, I want my deposit back for my handful of games that they'll miss. Like, they'll, they'll, you know, I don't even know if they made good on a lot of those the first time around. But, you know, the, you'll, you'll pay the money back again. We all will. But I think the, the bigger issue here is how it affects people on a, on a personal level. And that, yes. like, someone like me, when it hurts so bad in 1994, I can't sit here and say that it hurts today because of everything that's gotten us to this point. In 2020, that would be the most recent example. 
Tanny and I are in lockstep on this. I'll take it a step further in a minute, but to address some of the stuff that he said, and, and Cody Decker was on the score today talking about it, how the template for how ownership was going to approach collective bargaining with the players was set with 2020. And Tanny's 100% right. We were sitting here going, oh, well, because the game is distanced and outdoors, it has a real chance to be a savior for a country that was in a world, but specifically a country that was sitting here going, what now? We were all in the house and baseball frittered away days leading up to the shortened 60 game season. They frittered away games. Part of my frustration is, and, and I'm, I'm not trying to come down on you as a fan of baseball because I know that it hurts. And, and I'm, I'm there hurting with you to a degree. But as I listened more to, to Parkinson Spiegel, I heard callers all, oh, you know, I'm out. And this is the one guy like, I'll just start watching minor league baseball. There's a lot of things that are being said by us as fans about our approach to baseball that I think are... I think that everyone is being a tad bit verbose and 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 over the top when it comes to how you're going to approach baseball. The hyperbole of, well, I'm never going to watch. Like, of, yes, you're going to watch because you love these guys and you love the game. Like, but specifically, you love these guys playing that game. And you're going to get to the place of if when they come back, as they are, like you're not going to watch Tim Anderson. You're not going to watch Aloy. You're not going to watch Luis Robert. You're not going to watch the White Sox trying to win the division again. Of course you are. Same thing with the Cubs. Like you're still, you're going to watch. So I, when I hear people go, oh, well, I'm walking away from the game and I'm never coming back, I call BS on that because as soon as, as soon as you get something that, makes you feel good about baseball again, you're going to jump right back into it. To me, it's not on you. I think that we as fans have lost a ton of power when it comes to what we can do to get people to act right in the games that we love. Your love of the game is not in question. Theirs is. Their love of the game, and I'm speaking specifically of the owners, their love of the game is in question. And what does it say that they're so willing to eat games and that now you've seen this happen twice in two years where they're like, yeah, you know what? I know that everyone wants us to come back, but we'll do it on our terms. And then when they come back, they're going to they're gonna package it like they did it for you. And the part that sucks is, for the most part, we are powerless in this. Dan brought up a really great point this morning where he was talking about his love for boxing and how he didn't kind of actively stop watching boxing. I do think that there, there can be some erosion like that with baseball, but I also think that the connection is so strong with fans of the game and specifically their teams that the owners always get us back like they always no matter no matter what dumbness they do 
they always seem to get us back, which is why I want the players to get every bit of what they want. But because the owners know that we're so emotionally attached, it allows them to act with impunity. And that's what they did in this collective bargaining agreement. And that's what they did in 2020 in the shortened season. I'm going to talk Bulls next here on The Score. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.